Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Alright, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about creepers. Um, I was uh, actually getting my hair cut the other day, and the girls telling me all these stories about, oh, did you hear this girl just had her purse grabbed from her at Target, and... And then uh, this other girl chimes in, oh, well, my daughter was just at the... Um, at the Walmart and she's in one section and she sees some creepy guy staring at her while she's, uh, you know, shopping or whatever. So she's like, all right, that's weird. And goes to another section. And sure enough, she looks up and that guy comes over to the same section and he's staring at her. She goes to a third section, same thing. Then when she goes to check out, she sees him sitting in the chair like waiting, you know, uh, by the exit, watching her, you know, check out. Now, obviously, some red flags should be raised in your mind at this point, a, a couple of points ago, actually. Then she goes to uh, go out to her car because it still wasn't enough hints for her. And the guy pulls up like in front of where she's walking and is like, oh, go ahead. I didn't see you there and whatever. So, you know, I think a big thing is people need to trust their instincts. Like she obviously noticed all these things because she brought it up, but you need to trust your instincts in order to act. And the thing is, like, even if, you know, you're a normal law abiding citizen, there's a chance that people could be following you at some point in your life and looking to do harm. Right. Um, You know, there's creepers and traffickers out there. There's you know, maybe an ex-employee that you fired or maybe, uh, you know, somebody who used to date your girlfriend or your ex or your whatever, you know, there's just crazies out there and you need to be aware and start uh, paying attention to what's going on in the world. 
So uh, what are you thinking, Kevin? I think uh, I think that most women at some point in their life have had to deal with a creeper. Um, you know, and, and a lot of these people, a lot of the creepers are people that, that they don't know you, but they, uh, they feel like they know you or they love you. Oh, you know? since that I, I've read that most, most stalkers, 6% of men have, have done stalking shit in their life. And on average, they've done it six times. Whoa. So when somebody's a stalker, they're a stalker. That's, you know, that's just like their, their crazy behavior shit that they just do. It's like psychopaths. You know what I mean? They just are that way. Um, pretty crazy. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people, uh, shrug some of this shit off or, uh, try and talk to the, you know, the creeper. Yeah. But everybody says that the best thing to do is avoid all contact with these these people, you know, all interactions with them. And, uh, you know, it's it's can be, you know, kind of fucking scary because you have no idea what these people are thinking or what they're intending. You know, they're obviously not people who think rationally or, you know, at least a normal thought pattern like everybody else. Because obviously this isn't something we're all doing, you know? Right. Um, there's actually a, uh, a thing uh, that the CIA used to teach people um, when they're, you know, looking in, am I being followed or, you know, that kind of thing. They'd say one time that you run into somebody, it's an accident. Two times it's a coincidence. And three times it's an enemy action. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's, you know, if you come in, you know, cross paths with somebody three times, it's not an accident. There is something going on. And somebody's, you know, you see the guy with the blue ball cap, you know, eight times or three times in a day, there's something going on. He's checking you out and you need to start, you know, raise your alert status. Um. So a lot of the stuff when you're an individual, there's things you can do if you think you're being, you know, followed. One of the things is to like, all right, say you're on foot, right? And you think, hey, that guy, you know, a couple stores back looks like he's been behind me for, you know, I noticed him for a while and I've made a few turns and he's, you know, made those turns with me. Maybe he's going to the same place. I don't know. One of the things you can do is change your pace you know, your, your gait, your speed, and you kind of see, you know, uh, sometimes believe it or not is, uh, if you actually just turn and go another direction and kind of, you know, see what's happening, you can kind of feel it out that way. Just complete, like even a 180. Now, obviously if you're worried about running into the guy and you're a hundred pound girl and you're worried about you know this big guy gonna grab you that's maybe not the move maybe you you turn to the left or the right you know if you have enough time you could do a complete block but the big thing you want to do is you want to get to a crowded area where other people are going to be around people are usually less likely to do something if, if you know there's people around and so to walk into the wide at the you know dark alley just to find out if he's actually following you 
is not the move you want to take. You want to stay around safety. And you maybe want to go to the guy who, hey, that guy looks like somebody who would help me. And he's a big guy and he, you know, wouldn't have a problem with this crazy person attacking me. Um, you know, these are the kind of things that you want to look for and, and uh, you know, utilize to your advantage, I guess. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, you know, in my experience, uh, when it comes to uh, a woman's safety and her being nervous, look for the big scary biker. Yeah, bikers are good. Because he, he, I mean, generally speaking, they're actually pretty pretty good dudes most of the time. Most of the time. And and the truth is that, um, you know, stalkers, stalkers wait for their, you know, for the optimum situation. Yes. You know, you, you want to stay in a, in a, now stalking is illegal in all 50 states. Oh yeah, that's not something we could do because I was thinking about, hey, maybe this is something I want to take up. Take up a new hobby? A weekend pastime, you know? No, it's a no-go. Yeah. No, it's, it's what they, how they classify it is they call it a, a pattern of behavior directed to at a specific person that would cause a reasonable person to feel fear. Oh. So that really opens up all sorts of behavior. And it's better to, to cry wolf in these sorts of situations. Yes. Than to, and, and generally speaking, when you do try and, you know, call the police or something like that, they're going to show up. There's not going to be anything going on. Right. Because the person's going to have taken off. Right. And it's better to it's better to to do something like that and have people think, oh, this person's just, you know, crazy or crying out for attention or something like that. Well, it's the cool thing is, that. right. And also, if you say something to the police or your friends and everybody and they're all like, oh, you're just overreacting. It's not happening. You're crazy. When you do get abducted and cut into little pieces and put in the freezer, uh-huh. they're going to be like, oh, shit, I should have listened. And at least yeah. you'll have that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'll be like, well, I did make them feel bad, you know? Uh-huh. So, I mean, at least you get that going for you. Yeah. All right. So um, let's go over a couple of, couple of safety tips. Okay. For, uh, you know, and I feel like, you know, there have been people – there are probably people right now out there that, that want to kill me. Well, um, that's fairly a given. Certain, fairly certain. Fortunately, most of them are just really lazy and don't, don't yeah, put any They don't have that kind of it. energy. Yeah. Um, I mean, hey, look it. If you want to, you want a shot at the title, come on. But, oh, you know, if you're now, just Kevin, enough, thinking about it, yeah. it ain't going to do any good for anybody. Well, I've also heard it's good to confront. Like, if you, you know, Again, if you're in the dark alley, the confronting might not help you, and you might want to keep that getting away. But if you're around people, if you turn around and are very vocal and like, hey, what are you doing? You need something? Can I help you? You know, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. I guess in a lot of attackers' minds, it's, oh, you know, this person isn't just a victim and whatever. Now, if they're specifically targeting you because you're the daughter of a crime boss and, you know, whatever, it might not work. It may just, you know, kind of open you up right right into their hands. But uh-huh. if it's kind of a random abduction kind of thing, they might say, hey, this person's going to be a problem. I should move on to an easier target, you know? Right. 
Um, now, Kevin carries pepper spray in his purse all the time. I do. I do. I actually also carry a brick in my purse, so I can, <laughs> hit, him with, I can hit him with my purse, and it actually <laughs> means something. That's why. Yeah. Now, I would recommend against carrying a handgun okay. uh, with you unless you know how to, ca- how to operate a handgun. Okay. Um, if you go to the range once a week and, uh, you know, you know how to handle a firearm, then that's more power to you. But if you've never touched a handgun in your entire life and you've got a stalker and you think, oh, now I'll just get a handgun and carry it with me, it ain't going to do you much good. You might end up getting shot with your handgun. But pepper spray, that at least gives you uh, an opportunity, you know? If you can blind somebody or at least get them to get away, you know, back up away from you, it creates the space and it creates creates an opportunity. Um, Now, if this is an ongoing situation, you know, you're getting notes, you're getting, you know, gifts are being sent to you or... You feel like somebody's following you. Somebody uh, said to you a dozen black roses. <laughs> right, right. Um, I knew a girl that that got uh, 47 text messages in one day from somebody that, uh, that you know, she knew who it was, but uh, it was somebody she wasn't interested in. Why was and, she denying uh, his love? <laughs> right? Right? Well, it says, um, let's see here. First thing you should do, if it's somebody you know and you know who it is, stop all contact with them, but keep all evidence, like notes, voicemails, text messages, keep all that stuff. And keep a journal of all the incidents that happen. Times, dates. And when you first realize, like, hey, you know, like, all right, you know, at first you meet the guy at the nightclub and he's like, hey, let me call you later. You know, and so you don't realize it's not on your radar day one, but Uh three days in, you're realizing, hey, this guy's creepy. He's really pushing it. Then kind of make some notes back of what Uh you can remember and then start documenting what you have from there. Right, right. And that's really important because a lot of people don't, they think this is going to go away and whatever, just let it be. But most of these incidents, uh, span two years. Ooh. Two years it takes for these things. So, starting keeping keeping a journal about what's going on right at the beginning is really important because you don't know how long this is going to be going on. Um, you should carry a phone with you at all times. You know, in your pocket, with you. You know, with your. You know, on your person at all all times. Trust your in- instincts. Um. Even if nothing is like immediately, nothing immediately dangerous is happening, uh, but you don't feel comfortable, you know, go, go somewhere else, go to a, you know, a crowded place. Um, But you should also have a safe place in mind, Uh, whether it's, you know, family's house, a friend's house. Uh, If you feel like you're being followed, don't go back to your house. You know, if you feel like somebody's following you, don't let them know where you live or where you stay. Um, it's important to vary your routine too. Um, if you, if you're varying your routine, you take different ways to get to work, different ways to get home. Um, you go, you know, go to work 15 minutes early or 15 minutes late, things like that. Um, 
and you still see this person uh, following you, right? Maybe maybe keep in mind that you have a uh, they have a GPS tracker on you. It's not hard to do anymore. They can put that on your car without you noticing it. And uh, you know if they're showing up places where you're not normally at, then maybe that's something to think about. That's the thing. I mean, we've really opened the door with technology to stalkers where they can kind of, you know, find you anywhere. Uh, You know, it's kind of crazy where, you know, for so it used to be like expensive, you know, to track somebody. Now for 75 bucks, they can buy, you know, a little tracker they can follow on their phone. So it all of a sudden becomes a, uh, you know, a different opportunity compared to what it used to be years ago. Yeah, I think that um, I think that you see all these uh these uh ring cameras being hacked lately. Yeah, it's all over the news the past uh, couple of days. Santa Claus was creeping on some little girl in her in her bedroom. That's um, pretty disturbing. Yeah, yeah. I I think you know. I think if any of us, any of you guys have seen the news, you've seen the stories about that sort of yeah. stuff. And it really can get you know you're setting up these devices to protect yourself. And it ends up being, uh, you know, an advantage for somebody that's trying to do you harm. Um, be aware of how much personal information you post on your social media. Uh, you can do a lot as far as uh, hiding your your address, like getting P.O. boxes. Um, you can even, uh, if you feel like you're being stalked, uh, there's resources out there where you can go... Every state is different, but I think most places you would go to the DMV, and you can sign up to uh, hide your your address, and that'll make it legal for you to put a different address when you're filling out things like um, uh, billing information and stuff like that. You can use an alternate address, and um, it won't it won't be an issue. No. Um, now every state it works differently. But um, you need to look at, up the resources in your state and find out what's you know what your best options are for that. Uh, when you're p- posting fi- pictures of yourself and your family in social media, that really can be a uh, uh, a dangerous dangerous thing to do if you're not uh, if you don't have your privacy settings. You know, be aware who your friends are on Facebook. Sometimes. Uh, you know, when you first set up your Facebook, you add, you know, everybody that wants to be your friend. And then right. you go back through and like, I, I have friends like that on my Facebook that I, I go back through and I'm like, who the fuck even is this person? Right. You know, I have no idea who you are. And, you know, I have my Facebook's, you know, privacy setting all the way up. But if you're, you're my friend on there, it doesn't matter how much privacy I have on it because you can, you can access all my information anyway. Right. Because I already let you in before I was concerned about it. Right. Like, imagine if you had a Facebook group and you just let anybody join. There's a reason those groups are closed. Mm-hmm. That, that was right. ironic because we have a Facebook group and I just kind of let anybody in. I don't know if yeah. you, you caught that there. Mm-hmm. But, but when I see somebody do something, you know, say something interesting on the Facebook group, I might go to their Facebook page and see who the fuck they are. You right. know, if they have two other friends and they just started their, their Facebook page, you know, last week, maybe I'm not going to trust this person to, uh, 
Adam as a friend right away. You know, yeah. you know, because like at first you were like, oh, I would go over and saw off that shotgun about three inches under legal form. Right. And then you're like, wait, maybe I'm not going to do that now. Not now. Not now. I don't know you. <laughs> That's it. So just keep that in mind. You know, these people can be anybody out there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got a, a situation like this, uh, it's good to make your neighbors aware of it. I've had neighbors come up to me and say, hey, I saw somebody walking, you know, park park down the street and then walk up the street and go into your backyard, you know? And it was somebody I knew was coming over, so it wasn't a big deal. But they let me know that it was going to happen, or they let me know that it happened and what was going on, what the person looked like. And if neighbors are watching out for you, if they know that, you know, they need to, you know, keep their eyes open, they'll let you know if they see something out of, you know, unusual going on there um it's you need to also in your house you need to identify um escape routes you know if somebody's you know trying to kick in your front door you have to have ideas of where you're gonna get where you can get to where you can get out um installing solid core doors on your house is a great idea Yep. Um, a lot of people don't think about it, but the truth is a lot of doors on, on these, you know, prefab houses, they're nothing. They're cardboard, basically, right. you know? Right. Yeah, they're, they're there so you can't see people naked. Right, right. Um, you know, I did with all my doors, my house, I uh, the strike plates, the strike plates come, you know, the, the strike plate is where your 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 doorknob clicks in. Right, uh, and it's a little plate there that kind of protects it from being pushed open. But the screws they usually usually come with those are you know one and a half inch screws or something. I think they're usually half inch screws, but half yeah. inch screws, right? So the way uh, houses are built and the way door frames are built, there's two. You've got two two by fours immediately on the inside of your door. Right. So I put three inch screws on all my strike plates. And just then to it's give it gonna, a little extra. Right. Because most of the time, I mean, if you buy these little bedroom door kits and they have the, we'll say, three-quarter inch screws, it's not even clearing the door frame. And I mean the inner, like, insert door frame. Right. You're not going into the two-by-four and you're really not having any kind of, you know, substantial, uh, you know, holding power there. And the same thing on the hinge side. However, those screws usually come bigger, you know, bigger mm-hmm. than the the door catch anyway. Right. But I mean, I, I've gone through, uh, hinges and strike plates. I've gone through and taken all the screws out and put three inch screws in all of them just right. to give it a little bit of a little bit more durability. You know, maybe it'll take three kicks to get it open instead of one, but you know, at least that'll give you a little bit of, a little bit of chance. Um, having a big dog is also, uh, you know, a lot of people worry about, you know, uh, they're about, Dogs cleaning up after dogs and taking care of dogs and people aren't dog people and they're dirty right. and they shed hair and they poop and they do poop. Yeah. But the truth is that, you know, a big dog is a big deterrent. Definitely. Um, yeah, it's funny. I was, uh, I don't know. So right now, again, the reason I live near a uh, target where people are getting their purses grabbed and whatever is uh, I'm kind of at a, uh, in between apartment while I'm waiting uh, to move into a new house. And uh, 
you know, where I'm, I'm moving to is a little more secluded and, uh, you know, conducive to whatever. So either way, while I'm in this apartment, that's kind of in the city, a small city, but a city. Um, while I'm here, uh, you know, my, uh, my, my daughter takes the uh, dog out for walks and, and he'll have to sometimes go in the middle of the night, you know, at, at 11 o'clock or whatever. My wife's very worried about, oh, don't send her out, you know, by herself. You got to go out with her because she needs somebody to protect her. And I was talking to one of my coworkers and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm coming home from work and it's, it's 1030 at night. And as soon as I get there, I'm going to have to take the dog out and it's cold. And, uh, He's like, wait a minute, she's taking the dog out for a walk, <laughs> but you feel you need to go out and protect her. He's like, you got the wrong dog. You know, I mean, that's, <laughs> yep. I was like, you know, that kind of makes a lot of sense. She's holding the dog. <laughs> he should mm-hmm. be there to help the situation, you know? Yeah. No, I, I think, I mean, I think uh, it, most dogs, you know, uh, are very protective of their of their owners. Yeah, and some are more so. You know, there are some breeds of dogs. Uh, I have an Australian Shepherd, and that dog is specifically it's a very gentle dog and a very friendly dog. But as soon as soon as anything aggressive goes goes on, they lose their shit. You know, I was wrestling around with my kid, and the dog just lost his shit because it's um, they're basically designed as animal designed to be animals that are protecting it, you know, protecting, right. Uh, defending sheep, defend, defending herd, uh, herd animals. And, um, I think a lot of the, uh, a lot of the even smaller dogs, um, do a good job as far as like, um, you know, they're, they're will, fully willing to sacrifice, sacrifice their lives to protect you. And a lot of people don't think of dogs as being, uh, you know, if you've got a golden retriever, that dog might just run away. Uh, but, you know, there are a lot of dogs that really are are great for that sort of thing. Um, but another thing with your house, um, you know, think about deadbolts. Think about ways that you can um, prevent somebody from coming in that you don't want to be inside. Right. And uh, going through some basic safety checklists um, about protecting your house can go a long way as far as at least making you feel safer and at least giving you some time to know that somebody's trying to get in before they're actually in there standing in your bedroom watching you sleep. Yeah, no, that's definitely uh, an uncomfortable feeling to wake up to the creeper standing in your bedroom door. There's no doubt about that. Now, um, is there anything else you want to touch on? No, I just, you know, the more I, I think about, you know, what goes on in the world and, and there's really some crazies out there and and more and more people seem to feel entitled. They seem to feel like they can just take what they want. They don't see value in other people. I think it's more as we get into this, you know, everything, the greater good is more important than the individual. People tend to see less value in life and the more people become brazen to just take what they want. And I just think, you know, we need to look out for our families. We need to take care of each other and, you know, have them prepared to, you know, to do the right thing and prepare to defend themselves. 
And you always kind of have to be on guard a little bit. You know, we don't want to live in that world. You want to be happy. And we try and make our homes and, and, you know, our church and our places we go to be the safe place. And hopefully it is. But you also need that little bit of uh, vigilance wherever you go to just kind of keep things moving smoothly. And that's, you know, that's what we should all be working towards. That's part of the, the prepping, you know, lifestyle. So. Right. And if you don't think if you don't think there are people like that out there, uh, go to some of those incel uh, forums and things like that. Those people that are they're they're involuntarily celibate because they're fat and disgusting and ugly and they don't shower. But they think it's women's fault. It is women's fault. Find some attractive, Um, you know, just a heads up. If if all women don't like you then the problem isn't with the women. The problem is with you. Really? So oh. just just a heads up. Maybe maybe start bathing every day. Ooh. You know, start with some things like that. Go to the gym once in a while. Um, you know, you don't, know I keep... you don't have to finish the entire bag of Doritos and the entire uh, two liters of, of Mountain Dew. Well, before you say that, it's sometimes okay to be fat because I have been seeing a trailer on my uh, TV about – like insatiable love or something. And they keep talking about Biggie. Uh huh. Have you seen this trailer? No, no, I haven't. Okay. So apparently there's like a made for TV movie or something coming out about Biggie. And he, I think was finishing the bag of Doritos and drinking the two liter of Pepsi. Mm-hmm. And that girl, I think we called her left eye from uh TLC. Yeah. Yep. She was yep. down. So, you know, I mean, the girls are out there that like, you know, whatever. But I'm just saying, yeah, the bathing might be the trick. And, you know, if you're like me, you probably could lose a few pounds. But, you know, hey, I like beer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I I could probably lose a few pounds to myself. But, uh, you know, where's the beer going to go if it doesn't go there? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Just got to switch over to whiskey, I guess. Now, also... If you're enjoying the podcast, I don't know if you know this, but we have a uh, Patreon account set up. If you go to patreon.com slam prepping badass, you uh, can kind of support us and, uh, you know, help us out. Keep things going. Does cost a little bit to keep this podcast rolling. Me and Kevin buying high tech equipment and, you know, keeping things rolling. Um, Kevin also lives a pretty lavish lifestyle and it takes a lot to keep that going. That's right. If you want to uh, support that, you know, Mountain Dew and Doritos and tequila. That's not free, man. No, no. So, but also another way that you could support us if you don't want to crack open the checkbook would be uh, maybe head over to iTunes or wherever you're downloading the podcast. And leave a review and let people know what you're thinking that, you know, if you're enjoying it. And uh, also, Kevin was just saying it would be great. I know we ask about every month or two months and we don't get to everybody's ideas. But if you have ideas for a new show topic, um, things you want to hear about, you know, if you think, oh, this topic was boring, I want to hear about prepper stuff. Well, what prepper stuff do you want to hear about, you know? Tell us about the exact thing, you know, you're looking to hear. And maybe you've sent us this idea, but maybe we were too overwhelmed at that time with ideas that we didn't get to that one and it kind of fell through the cracks. 
So if you have good ideas, shoot Kevin an email at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Or maybe you just want to tell Kevin that you think his voice is sexy. Mm-hmm. And or, you know, or if you're being stalked and the police aren't helping you, you can email Chuck or, uh, Chuck or I, and we'll go over to his house with a baseball bat and pliers and take care of the situation. Think of the lawyer in Caddyshack. Mm, yep, Caddyshack 2. Caddyshack 2? All right. Yeah. Something along that line. Um, so with that, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. (laughs) Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss life on the water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. (laughs) The destination for outdoor entertainment. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.